Welcome back to Not Another Knox Podcast with your hosts, Ajay and Harp, brought to you by Loudmouth Brewing. For the best beers and burgers in town, visit Loudmouth Brewing in Abbotsford. Ajay, what a week it's been for the Canucks. One win, two losses. Let's start with the Edmonton game, game one. What were your thoughts around it? Yeah, there was a lot of anticipation going into that game. Um, we didn't really know what to expect with this team. <laughs> you know, the drink's going already. Yeah, like like everyone was, was pretty excited. And then game one, I thought overall, just it was a good game. Like all the lines were clicking. We had secondary scoring. The defensive pairings were looking good. I thought the mood overall with Canucks Nation, I think, was pretty positive after game one. And every Everyone was like pretty amped up, especially with like Hoglander's debut and how great that was. Him scoring his first goal in his first game um, was pretty amazing. But man, um, after that, though, like game two and three. But before we get into that, what, like, what were your thoughts? What were like your kind of standouts um, in terms of highlights from game one? Well, obviously the big one is Hoglander, right? Yeah. He came in, came up. Like the biggest question was, is he ready to be in a top six role? And I think right there, he just kind of showed he was, right? Mm -hmm. um, he actually did blow my expectations away. Um, he was very tenacious. His first play was when he took the puck away from Drystall. A really hard forecheck. And then I think on the second period, he scored a goal. Yeah. And great hustle goal. You know, it was a, it was a rebound play. He scores it on, on the rebound. And it just, he meshes so well with Bo and Pearson. Just with a hard working, you know, tenacious kind of line that they are. He did much better than I thought he would. That being said, uh, another person that I, well, you know, let's just start right there. What were your overall thoughts of Hoglander? Yeah, he just didn't look out of place. Mm -hmm. He, granted, it was his first game, but he didn't look nervous out there. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like we're just taking turns, just like taking sips as soon as someone's done. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> take a quick chug. But no, like, I thought he didn't look nervous at all. He, he was strong on the puck, like you had mentioned, and kind of like what we had discussed with Joel. Like, he was, he looked really good in training camp um, in yeah. terms of being able to protect the puck, and he was able to carry that into game one and then his his goal again was just a byproduct of him being able to come in and just kind of crash the net and just kind of get a greasy goal oh yeah um so i thought overall i really liked his game i was really excited over it no i agree his hockey iq his hustle his yeah. speed right i know he's a smaller size guy but he's a thick boy right yeah. so um just seeing that package come together so well in game one he was definitely one of our most dangerous players right uh, especially in the top six yeah. that entire which, game. which i think is a bit of a slight on the other players. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Right? Like, this is his first game, and he yeah. definitely, I thought, took the highlights and definitely was probably one of the best top six forwards. And I think that's a negative for the rest of the team. Granted, we still won, but yeah. I think that is a negative. And unfortunately, that kind of carried over to game two and three. But we absolutely. can get over to the but, yeah. but I thought, like... Like, I, I do agree. I think he was definitely one of the best players. And his entire game was solid. Oh, yeah. And another standout in game one had to be Brock Besser. Um, yeah. We mentioned it last episode. He's got another step in his play, right? Like, in his skating, right? He's got another, yeah. he's got another gear back, right? And just yeah. his, his release is back. You saw the two goals that he had, right? One was just one-on-one -on -one play. Dude, Quinn Hughes on his ass passes that puck back. What a ridiculous assist. Crazy. And just, uh, you know, Besser had all the time in the world. It reminded me when he was facing and he scored that goal against uh, K Price and I yeah. remember like uh, he was playing one-on-one -on, -one on K Price all the time in the world but anyways he, he lit up the goalie for Edmonton and then just uh, a great great snipe and then his second goal another sick pass but this time by Pedersen just cross the ice banked it off the board banked it off the board right on in stride I was like holy mm -hmm. shit man I can't unreal. even do that without skates <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like that was unreal but, the, but that pass by Quinn Hughes and unfortunately it just didn't get enough play 
yeah. at least what I thought, like across yeah. the country. Oh, yeah. But man, like for him to have that awareness while he was sitting down yeah. to pass to Brock, unreal, man, just unreal goal. And yeah, it was it was great to see Brock shot um, come back. Oh yeah, um, it was definitely shade of his first season with us. Mm-hmm. Um, the release, the quickness, everything was there. And, um, he, and yeah, go ahead. And he did talk about that. He talked about how yeah. his wrist and his arm injury that did occur before, how yeah. how his arm is healed now, and then he's able to now manage his back injury because he had a pretty significant back injury in his first season. He talked about how he. He kind of learned more about his body how to manage that how to manage his pain and fatigue and how to play around that and he just got healthier and bigger and i was able to you know get stronger with that injury right so yeah. just seeing the adaptation from such a young player is so mature and, and so good to see right and he really brought that mindset but yeah just his release man his second goal top corner you know just like that goal he had no chance i couldn't like if you watch the replay or in real time you don't even see the puck man it just like boom it's gone it's in the net exactly no i thought that was amazing to see um mm-hmm. come back especially like so quick oh, the yeah. fact that we never had training camp so you never really got to see it in game action yeah like they had some sort of like like scrimmages but mm-hmm. that's not real real game action so like you had heard that he had been training and kind of like trying to get his shot back but seeing yeah. it in game action and seeing it live and seeing him get two goals was a great sight to see oh yeah what about our uh, new acquisitions Hopi and Schmidt we'll start with Hopi how do you think oh, he played I thought he was solid yeah just real like a real calming presence and in that he was rarely out of um, position yeah um and like the thing with goalies that i tend to look at is just to see how calm they are i think that's like when you see a goalie in position and in calm like and being calm when they make the saves i feel like it kind of like radiates throughout the team that you know what like i got this boys yeah um so i thought hopey overall his his game was solid um i had no issues with that schmidt um I thought he was solid. I thought like like he was good. I had no issues with it. I mean, we won and it was nothing. But like, I think the impact and granted, it's it's only game one, so I don't know what I was really looking for. But yeah, he he didn't stick out for me. Yeah. Um, as much as I thought he would. Yeah. Um, but I had no issues with it. Right. Like, like, like I don't know. Like I don't want to kind of come across as like just trying to like nitpick at every little thing. But yeah, I thought he would have really stood out for me and kind of. Um, kind of taken over, but he was a little bit timid, and maybe that's c- kind of coming to a new team and you know not trying to assert himself as being one of the guys. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of his game? Did you like it? Um, I would agree with you, to be honest. Um, to a point, uh, I-, I thought he played well, right? Yeah. Um, I thought because he was paired up with Edler most of the night, I thought yeah. their pairing was pretty decent. Um. But the thing is, you could tell, yeah, it is a new system, right? It is a new yeah. coaching system because Vegas plays such a tight and very disciplined game, right? Somewhat. And they play such a, a very efficient game. I know yeah. the Canucks is, is a much more disorganized, much more um, not as efficient, not as disciplined game. And um, you could see that with him, he was kind of staying back at certain times when I felt like he could just rush with the puck. Yeah. Right? Um, he was really relying on the forwards to do that. Um, yeah. especially with how bad uh, Edmonton's defense was in game one, mm-hmm. I really felt that he would do more rushes. Um, yeah. but that being said, like you said, I don't think he, um, I don't think he played bad, right? I, I don't yeah. think he was a standout, but I think he played pretty good. Um, he, he stopped a few, stopped a few, uh, odd man rushes and he got into people's faces. You know, he, he, he talks a lot, something he's really good at. He brought some offense, had some good shoots, excuse me. His course, he was pretty high, but yeah. That being said, you know, uh, I think overall, 
Um, I do want more, especially with losing Tanev yeah. and, and the hype that was around this guy. I do want more out of him, and, and uh, I'm hoping that actually we did get more out of the second game, I believe. Um, but um, there is so much more I want to squeeze out of that guy because from what I was expecting, I just haven't really seen that yet fully. Yeah. Um, another defenseman that couldn't stood out, not for negative reasons. Um, he had one hiccup, but I thought overall he was really good, and he led the entire team in Corsi, believe it or not, was Ole Ulevi. Yeah, I mean, he had, um, I'm pretty sure it was game one when he coughed up the, the puck to uh, Yamamoto. Yeah. Right, so he, he did have that one blip, uh, but I thought overall his uh, game was solid, and I was surprised too at the end of the game that he led the team in Corsi. Yeah. Uh, but again, I don't really care too much for Corsi, to be honest, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a fancy stat that people like to throw out. But um, I thought his game was overall pretty solid. He had a great first period. Yeah. Um, uh, he had really great stick work. Um, was really be able. He was he was doing a really good job of being able to get into those spaces and kind of deflect pucks away from the net. Yeah. Um, I think second period he had a bit of a struggle with, and third I think he kind of got his legs back. I really like the fact that um, your boy Baumgartner um, threw him <laughs> back out after Yamamoto had scored on that goal. Yeah, just kind of giving him that trust and being like, okay, well, like we know you screwed up, but let's like go back out there and try and get it back. Yeah, I thought that was really awesome, and um, the fact that they're giving him these opportunities is a solid step in the right direction no, I for agree. his development, at least. Yeah, I I, uh, I love how calm this kid is. You know, mm -hmm. um, even in the final seconds of the first period. Yeah. Um, Edmonton was on the power play. He had um, McDavid, Drystall, and I think another player on him, and he just pinned the puck on the boards with 10 seconds left, and he yeah. kept it there, fought them off, and, and he was able to kill time, right? I loved seeing that from this kid. You know, so much calm and poise, and the patience this guy has for such a young player um, is pretty impressive, very impressive. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know we're all expecting great things out of him because he was fifth overall, but yeah. like I said, man, I'm taking it slow and steady with this guy. I'm not really rushing my expectations. Um, I thought overall, yeah, he had that one blip, like you mentioned, but overall, solid, solid game. So, just a quick question for you. Mm -hmm. Where do you think the expectations are for him now? Like, realistically? Like, like I know when we drafted yeah. him, they were, like, sky high. Yeah. And as the years have gone by, I, I feel like the expectations have gone down now. So, yeah. where do you think the expectations are now for Connects Nation to be happy with him as a player? I think, um, personally for me, I would love if he could even, um, you know, one day develop into a top three, four guy. You know, that's my expectation. Okay. Um, but for the end of this year, um, I think he should be able to take a number five spot um, over Hamnick or Ben. You know, um, well, pretty much just Hamnick, right? Um, who is it? No, it, who is number five for us right now? Well, it's Myers. I, I was Myers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it, it, in my head, I, I, I still think of Myers as our number four guy, right? Um, yeah. And Hamannick, I think that um, being paired up with uh, Ulevi, I know Hamannick is more defensive and he has a great right-handed shot. But um, I think just with the physical play he brings, I think that he would look really good on the fifth, sixth line. And even though he can eat a lot of minutes, and especially with all the penalties that we do take, he's a big penalty yeah. killer. I don't know why. I just would love to have him on the fifth, sixth line and give Myers a little bit more time um, with Hughes, right? Uh, and that's something I'll, I'll, I'll talk about later on. Okay. Um, but, yeah, um, I think by the end of, by the beginning of next year, I'm, I can see him as the number, uh, number four guy. How about you? Yeah, no. Um, I think for me, for this season at least, I think 
I don't really care where he is, whether it's five, six, or seven. Yeah. I, I just want to be able to see consistent minutes from him, like yeah. trying to get 12 to 13 minutes a night, right? And um, he doesn't need to put up crazy points, but just being able to earn the coach's trust and to get 12 to 13 minutes a night, I think would be a great step in his development. Yeah. Um, the long-term development or like the long-term where I see him and kind of where I have my expectations, I think if he could slot into that top four, yeah. Role for us, I think, would be a huge win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, granted, like, obviously, if we could go back, we would have taken Kachuk. Right? Like, there's no debating that. We all well, know. Yeah. We made a mistake, but now, like, what what's done is done. Yeah. Um. So I think if we can get a productive defenseman that could potentially project to be a top four defenseman for us long term, I think would still be a win. Yeah. Um, no. So that's kind of where my expectations are. And I think. Like where I had him when we first drafted him was a top two. Mm-hmm. We drafted him so high. Yeah. So now I've kind of got him one peg lower, and even if it's top five, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Honest. At this point, expectations are pretty low for him, right? Yeah. I think uh, yeah, anything anything he does um, is just a plus, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know a year and a half ago I wrote on Twitter. Um, I think he's going to become a better defenseman than Chuck is a forward. And I had over 200 likes on there. <laughs> but things aren't really panning out <laughs> the way I was hoping. No, no right? definitely not. Yeah, and those 200 other people that liked it, they were wrong also. <laughs> I wasn't the only one, okay? All right, man. Um, another player that I thought I wanted a little bit more out of, and we'll just kind of jump to game two, I guess. Yeah, let's um, You know... Pedersen, he had, I think, a decent game one, right? Um, I know Miller's out. I know Miller's the guy that kind of drives that first line just with his tenacity and leadership. Pedersen's yeah. still young, right? Like, he still likes to kind of... Uh, I, I know as exuberant as he is and, and as much as he likes to kind of show his attitude when he plays, right, as cocky as he is, um, I know he does let Miller lead that first line, right? Yeah. But this guy, I... Expected more out of him out of the first three games, right? What did you expect? And I just expected more, um, just like more chances. I just wanted him to generate more offense, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, in the okay. first game they did really good, but yeah. I think um, in the second game, okay, we'll just jump to the second game, right? Yeah. Because um, I think we're pretty much done talking about the first game. Yeah. Um, in the second game, there just wasn't much coming out of that line. You know, I think mm-hmm. Besser was waiting a lot and, and PD was just kind of, he had the puck. There was a few chances, a few rushes that he had, but he just kept losing the puck, kept getting thrown around, kept falling, right? He wasn't really protecting himself the way we've seen him. His dangles weren't yeah. really working out. Kept getting caught and crushed against the boards. I don't know, man. Like, um, and, and, and in game three, it was even worse. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why. I just expected more from him. What were your kind of thoughts on, on Pedersen's first Yeah, game? so I think we can kind of lump game two and three together. I think yeah. it was just a bad effort all like all in all. Um, in terms of what I expected from PD, I don't know, man. Like, So game two was a back-to-back. And usually in any other season, back-to-backs, you know your team is probably not going to play well, especially if they won the first game, right? Yeah. Like teams tend to kind of like like – take it easy that second game. And I feel like the Canucks kind of fell into that trap where yeah. they were thinking it's okay, another back-to-back, whatever. Like, we're not going to play well. We already know that. Like, let's just take this L and move, and move on. But this season's different. Like, yeah. every game is so important. And yeah. um, they need to treat this like a, like a mini playoff series. And I think they yeah. were saying the right things after game two and seeing how they came on game three 
it was like, okay, I guess you guys didn't really learn anything because they did not play well. And PD was definitely, he was definitely one of those players that just, I don't know, he just hasn't asserted himself yet into the season. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure if it's because he the because no no training camp. Um, he doesn't have Miller, doesn't like playing with Vertanen. But honestly, these are all excuses. Like he needs to find his game, and if he you know like wants to be that marquee player, that superstar, he needs to make the players that he plays with better. Right? Like that's a mark of a MVP or like a superstar. Is yeah. no matter who you have, like look at Crosby. No matter who he has on his wings, yeah, he turns them into stars. Right, yeah. and so. Um, like, I don't want to push the panic button on this quick and because we're only three games into the season, right? Like, yeah. Anything can um, happen. Yeah, so, um, but he does need to, like, not depend on other people and assert himself into games, and he needs to do it soon because, granted, it's only one week into the season. There's only 56 games, right? I, Each I game is so important. Yeah. Um, so I am expecting more from him. Um, he definitely doesn't have his legs into this season yet, um, but he needs to play quick because the season is going to come and go so fast. Okay, one thing I heard online was that a lot of his off-season kind of activities have distracted Mm -hmm. him into this season when it comes to his, you know, his modeling and, you know, his sponsorships and his video gaming stuff, right? Yeah. Um, And a lot of people are starting to um, talk about that. I think it's just nonsense. I think just give this guy, like, a few more games. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is such a star player, such a good player. Like, I'm telling these people to just kind of calm down, relax, right, without swearing. Yeah. And and this guy is such an amazing player that just give him time. He Like you said, he needs the time to get his legs underneath him. The whole team is kind of not really performing, right? And um, I think as things start clicking, um, I think he's only going to get better and better. Um, yeah. And we saw flashes of it in game three, right? Um, where mm. he had a few rushes where there was chances. He set up some really good plays, but then there was no finish. He had a really good chance in front of the net, but he whiffed on the puck, and then we yeah. shot it again. Um, it just wasn't working. He shot it wide a few times. So, like you said, man, the rust is still there. Yeah. There was no training camp, literally no training camp. They had a week to just kind of, oh, hey, what's up? I'm on your team now. Let's start, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but one player um, that I want to talk about that is getting a lot of flack, and it's someone we often give a lot of flack to, right? Yeah. Um, and to be honest, man, like, yeah, okay, I, right now I'm just putting it up to rust. I'm hoping things get better. But Jake Vertanen was given a really, really good chance on the top six That's just because of the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, what were your kind of thoughts on how that's kind of hasn't gone? We'll see. Yeah. Um, disappointing. I think that's the best way to kind of capture it. Um, yeah. Like you said, he had such an amazing opportunity with Miller being out, um, yeah. playing a toxic role with Besser and Petey. Yeah. You would think that he would have seized that opportunity. Um, but I don't know what it is with this guy. Like, he was playing well in training camp, so you can't even say, like, oh, he never had preseason games or nothing like that. He was playing well during preseason, or sorry, like, during um, training camp. He was skating well, so... You would think that would have carried on into the season, but I don't know, man. This guy's so frustrating. Like the fact that we re-signed him, gave him another opportunity. He got a top six role. I don't know what it is. I just yeah. don't know. Like, no, I, I, uh, I agree. Um, let like, me put you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, in in the first game, I thought the first period he was just gonna. He was paired up with, I think, PD and Bo. Oh, no, PD and Besser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go make that mistake again. Um, but I think in the first period, he was just kind of starting to get his legs. But I thought in the second and third period, he played not bad. 
you know, I thought that line was kind of clicking, you know, Besser was able to score two goals, things were happening. Yeah. But then after that, it was just like nothing, you know, um, and game two, especially game three, um, he just kept getting demoted again and again and again. Yeah. Um, but what do you do with this guy? I, um, if he's not playing in the top six role, which I don't see him right now, yeah. especially with Miller coming back, thank God he's back. Yeah. But with him being back, where do you put him? Because the third line, so let's just talk about the third line. In, your, in the first three games uh, with Gaudet in the middle, Roussel and McEwen, yeah. how do you think that line has been playing? Because for me, um, McEwen has been a no-show. I, yeah, I was just going to say that. Um, no hits that stood out, you know. Um, the only hits that I saw in game three were by Vertanen, right? Yeah. Um, Gaudet had a really good goal in the first game, but after that, he's been kind of up and down. Like, I'm not really seeing. Roussel, man, like, what is this guy doing? You know, like, we pay him so much money. He was supposed to be such a, like, Lapierre-type style shit starter, kind of getting yeah. people's faces, but um, I- I'm not seeing much from him. But, yeah, going back to your, your question, um, nothing from this guy, man. Nothing from Big Mac. And, and I yeah. expected more. I wanted more urgency out of the guy, you know? And it just the whole team just seems dull. Yeah. But so the reason why I asked you that question, do you see Vertanen possibly playing on that line? Like oh, replacing yeah. McEwen? 100%. I, I, to be honest, yeah. if I look at the bottom six or the uh, the fourth line, who else is he going to replace, you know? Because no. yeah. to, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, our fourth line has probably been our best line so far. Beagle, yeah. Mott, and Sutter, um, they've actually been playing pretty decent, I thought. Yeah. Um, they were, you know, getting people's faces, starting generating some chances, um, but also, um, you know, stopping a lot of offensive rushes. And I'm not the only one that thought this, you know, BXL on... on, on um, CBC and also Sportsnet, and same with Ellie Friedman. They thought that as well. But outside of that, um, yeah, no, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be. Big Mac has to come out. Vertanen has to go in the third line, um, and then, yeah, you know, the, I think that's the only place he can go. Other than that, he's not really a shutdown guy. He, he's he's like he's like a decent, somewhat decent checker, I'd say. But yeah, I'm kind of starting to give up on this guy, man. Yeah, so I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of where I see him yeah. plugging because top six with Miller coming in, I think is set. But anyways, we'll see what happens, and hopefully he finds his legs because yeah. he did score eighteen goals for us last year, and yeah. we did sign him to another contract. Almost was it three million? It was two point something, right? Yeah, um, yeah and I know like a lot of people have been clamoring like, oh, we could have given that money to Toffoli with the buyout of Sutter. Yes, that would have worked, and yes, we would have had a legit top six. Um, but I do also understand from the next perspective with Hoglander coming in, mm-hmm. Colson potentially coming in April. Yeah. You know, that's another top six forward that could potentially um, play in the top six and save you lots of money. Sure. Um, and then if we had bought out Sutter, that would have added to the cap next season when we have to sign PD and Hugh. So while that sounds great, I feel like that wasn't really a realistic option. I think I understand why they signed Vertanen at a cheaper price than Toffoli. So let's just throw that one out. But you just hope that Vertanen is able to find his game soon because we need him. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, he's just in the playoffs. He wasn't really a show. So far, he hasn't. But like I said, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah. If I can if I can give P the benefit of the doubt, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's only three games into the season. A yeah. lot of time left, you know. Tons um, of time. 
Yeah, and especially with the, with the first game, how well it went. I still yeah. think that we give away too many chances to McDavid. I don't know, the second game, he just took over and he buried all those chances. Um, yeah. But I'm looking at tomorrow's game. Um, I think it's a 6 o'clock start, right, against Calgary. Yeah. I am so excited the fact that Miller is back, dude. You know? Dude, that's huge. So first of all, let's yeah, so let's get into that. When news broke out that he um, couldn't play because of COVID, I think it was Matt Seekers. 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 Yeah. Seekers. Seekers. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Seekers Matt. from TSM. <laughs> Matt Seekers reported that he'd be out a few weeks, and yeah. um, like usual, he was wrong on that front. So he only had to miss three games, which is a, again a massive bonus. Um, yeah. You didn't really see that coming, and uh, yeah, no, I think he's much needed in our top six. He definitely gets the lot of line going, um, and especially during like watching them play in training camp, they just had such great chemistry. And just kind of going back to Vertanen, yeah, I do wonder with him though. Like, I think he does fit better on the third line. I feel like a player like that, like he's always had a like one of his biggest criticisms is his hockey IQ is just not there. Yeah. Right, and so when you're playing with other players that have a really high IQ, I feel like he looks lost out there. But playing with like Godet and yeah. Roussel, I feel like would fit his game more. So I, that's why I think him playing on the third line is actually a better fit for him. Um, and then yeah, getting Miller back, I think is going to be huge, especially for the power play. Yeah. Power play has definitely had their chances, but they just haven't been able to finish. Yeah. Um, so getting him back, um, and I've I've also seen um, Schmidt practicing on. Um, Power play one with Hughes, yeah, which will be pretty interesting to see um, yeah. them together. But now tomorrow's game is important to get this thing kind of back on track because I don't, I think one more loss and I think we'll start seeing some big changes because, like I said, like there's only so many games this season, I, right? I so you got to start putting some wins together. Yeah, if we can win tomorrow's game, then we went 50 50 on the road trip. I think yeah. that's huge, right? I, I think going 50 50 on the road trip is still pretty decent, you know, equating yeah. it to like if a regular season, right? Um, yeah. Just to kind of comment on Vertanen one more time, um, you know, you make a really good point. His hockey IQ isn't there, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and um, one thing I really like about him is just that um, his ability to chase the play, right? Unfortunately, yeah. Um, that's kind of one is one of his best assets, and like you yeah. said, when he's with other players that have really good hockey hockey IQ, he does look lost out there. It's hard to he doesn't really know what he's doing, where he's gonna go. He's always out of position, right? Yeah. But when he is playing in the line, like you said, with um, you know Roussel and uh, Gaudet, um, all he has to do is just chase and just beat people up, right? And then it's get a much more simple rush. game for him, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so I think mentally he's able to just establish his game better there, and yeah, I think he could thrive there, right? Um, he's definitely not meant for the top six, right? But yeah, yeah. you know, like you said, Miller is back. Um, one person I want to give a shout out to for is Satyar Shah from Sportsnet. From mm -hmm. day one, he was just saying he's like, no, um. Other media sources are saying it's two weeks minimum, this, that, this, that, this, that, right? It has to be longer than Ben um, due to the science behind it. But Satyajah from day one said, no, you know, we're not really sure. He might be back much sooner. You know, it should be only a seven-day a seven day thing, just like how Hamnick, when he came from Winnipeg, it should only be a seven-day thing. Um, and luckily, um, his health, you know, his tests and everything worked out, and it was only a seven-day thing. So that being said, I am really happy to see Miller back. He immediately stabilizes the top line. Immediately, yeah. you know, because yeah. PD and, and Bester they look lost out there, you know, and and they need someone because the amount of pressure and attention PD's line is getting now 
is far higher than any of the first two years that he played. You know, like every yeah. line is focusing on PD and Besser when they're out there. And just having someone that can keep up with that play and not drag them down so they're skating with, like, you know, a block and chain attached to them, um, it, it'll be awesome. And Miller definitely, definitely brings that, you know. Um, so with that being said, the second line, you have, you know, Besser, Pearson, and Hoglander. To be honest, I'm not going to lie. I think Hoglander, he has been the most dangerous um, top six player we've had all three games. Yeah. Uh, but I... Mean- I yeah, and but I think that um, I'm expecting a lot more from Bo. Um, you can't just take faceoffs, um, <laughs> you know. Like, I think he had a goal in the first game. Yeah, he did. But after that, kind of disappeared. He's not setting the tone. Nothing. Pearson, he just seems kind of like a background player. But then when he got hurt, I think uh, I don't know. I think Schmidt took a, took a slap shot, hit Pearson, and uh, Pearson was off for a bit. That's when I was actually scared. I was like, oh shit, you know, like we really now we've lost Pearson and Miller. We have zero top six depth. Right, what's gonna happen now? So luckily things worked out. Um, what were your kind of thoughts on? Well, I, I guess I guess that line is just gonna stay. You know, like I don't think uh, of him as much as. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, um, yeah. I think your video just kind of froze and then just kind of sped up in like a second. But um, oh, okay, okay. So for me, I think I think I think Pearson. I think game one he played really well. Um, yeah. He was definitely noticeable, but again, we won, so a lot of people had good games. I think when things are going not so great, he does tend to disappear. I yeah. do agree with that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think once Miller is back, it definitely stabilizes the top six, and yeah. they just gotta get a win, man. <laughs> they gotta yeah. get a win bad. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think. Uh... I think that will definitely set our lines. But the thing is, if one of our top six gets injured, right, um, I think, we, think. We're, we're done. We're we have done. no depth. Yeah. We uh, have no depth, yeah. And that's, and like, that's why that Toffoli signing. And again, I I know we didn't have any money. We gave yeah. all the money to our fourth line and third line and Ben Henning. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ben I'm just butchering everyone's last name. Jim Benning, um, like, he just kind of spent money in like, the wrong way. So we have no money really but the signing of the Foley would have really helped out with the depth yeah um because if a player did get hurt you could have interchanged them in different ways um but yeah yeah so one injury and our season might be screwed no i agree um let's talk about the defense for a bit and the goaltending yeah. we'll start with the goaltending game two we had demko come in and then game three went back to holpe what were your thoughts on demko's game um in game two he got lit up man he did. He wasn't as um, he wasn't that calming, and I kind of go back to that whole calming influence. But when you go back to the three games against Vegas during the playoffs, yeah. he was so calm back there. Yeah. Um, whereas I think against Edmonton game two, he was a little more, a, a little bit more frantic. He definitely made a nice save or like a few nice saves, and um, he had his moments. But his game wasn't where it was against Vegas, and that's you know to be expected. He's still young. He's still learning. Um, but uh, I definitely think Hopi is our number one goalie because he's definitely I better. I think positionally, Hopi looks great, you know, because uh, yeah. Hopi's always, like, he's just there. 
He's, he's just mm-hmm. in the right position. And a lot of the um, stops he has to do, there's just high efficiency plays. He doesn't really have to make any athletic, uh, you know, um, saves and just jump around and do anything yeah. like any type of tricks. Um, he's just there, the, the puck hits him, then he stops it, right? Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think in game two, the team looks so dead, so tired. And, yeah. and, and you had people like McJesus just feast on everyone, right? Like the gap control was non-existent. The defense was non-existent between the fours and the defense. And he was just, and he had great eight chances, like all alone in front of um, Damco, you know, and he got a hat trick and, and yeah. it just, you know. But if you go back to game one, he had his chances in game one, but we just made those saves. That's made. true. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Game three, I think Hopi played pretty good as well, right? Um, yeah. Positionally. But the thing is, the power plays, man. The power plays is a penalty kill. That's where the Canucks are struggling so much right now. They can't yeah. get a power play goal, and they can't kill off a penalty, right? Yeah. Um, do we still have that coach that was our power play coach? Newell Brown. Newell. Yeah. Newell? Something, yeah. But, yeah, but we still have him. Okay. We, uh, I think this is his second year now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I've never really liked him. Um, yeah. He had his success during the 2011 run, and you know, but the, our team was so stacked then, and yeah. his his system is very um, predictable. Very predictable, right? Like you yeah. know, every time they get the puck, they're gonna do the same ass drop pass, right? Yeah. Like um, it's a very predictable system, especially like we have young guns. Like, like you would like to see him be a bit more creative. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. Like, what does Green get paid to do? He has all these people that do everything for him, you know? And, and to be honest, and the team is still so dysfunctional. Like, going back to last season, as, as great as they did, no discipline and their gap control and their defense just kind of collapses on itself at the wrong time, you know? Yeah. And and that's something that's a trend that I've seen for a while throughout Green's tenure. And, yeah. and you know, you hear the rumors that, okay, you know what, his season is... Um, you know, his year is coming to an end. His contract is coming to an end. Yeah. Does the team want him or do they want to sign someone else, right, in the mix, Ooh. right? So, so um, what do you think? Like, would you sign him? Well, I mean, it depends who's out there, right? Like, Draw if I... <laughs> no, dude, if, if Gallant's out there, man... He's out there. He's yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, uh, I'd be very tempted... Very, very tempted. Because he plays a disciplined game and their forwards attack hard. He took Florida to the playoffs, man. Like, second round, I think. He is such a good coach, but there's no chance Vancouver ever signs him because he'll want so much money. We're currently paying Green, I think, around $2 million. I think it's like $1 um, million. Is it $1 million? $1 million. Okay, so $1 million. Um, I'm assuming he probably wants two, two point five. Um, whereas Delant will probably want close to 5 or like six mil, which is at the top, like the top range of all coaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with Aquilini's business, like the restaurants aren't really doing much, so he's got yeah. no cash. Yeah. Um. So there's no way that we're getting him, but I think he'd be a great coach. But we're not starting the fire green chat. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. People just, just just calm down. We're not trying to spread that. We're just we're just talking hypotheticals. I agree with Harp. His systems can be a bit predictable. Um, what exactly he does, we don't know. He's got, he has a lot of specialists for everything. He's still very green. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I, like, I do think he's a good coach. I don't want to get it kind of twisted. I do think he's a good coach. I think we should re-sign him. Um, 
I think we should fire Bomb Gardner. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, no, I think I think Green's fine. I hate Bomb Gardner. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just the a blanket statement. And you know what it is, man. Like it's not it's not even just unjustified. Like this is this is true passionate justified hate I have for this guy. Uh, and and the thing is this, his systems seem so just like buddy buddy you know just like he's like he just comes out there there's no real leadership no real accountability um the defense makes the exact same mistakes again and again and again you know and yeah. and it, there's no structure there's no gap control there's no discipline and it's not only the defense with the defenseman i know he puts those pairings together but he also should set up some plays with the forward group just being like all right this is how the defense is going to bring the play up blah 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 between this guy and that guy, and then different defenses have different plays or different uh, yeah. pairings. But everyone's doing the same shit. And it's just like, it's coming down to just, okay, Myers has the puck. Okay, Myers, it's in stride. Can he get in stride? If he's in stride, great. Something will happen, right? Or yeah. Hughes is going to dangle some people and do some crazy shit and then get stuck in the corner, right? Yeah. That's what's happened the last two, three games. And nothing has changed. And it's just so frustrating to see because I just, it reminds me of when the Crows' final years um, in Vancouver where. He just kind of let the team just do whatever, right? Yeah. He wasn't really holding anyone accountable. And like I said, man, um, I am very tough on Bomber, but it's just seeing, okay, I really think our de- our defensive pairing got better this year, right? We have much more um, possibilities for transition, offensive game, and also just getting the puck out of our own zone quickly, which, yeah. excuse me, which was evident in the first game. Our transition play in the first game was amazing from a D-court to a four-court, but then it yeah. just disappeared, right? Yeah. Um, so you got to adapt and you got to teach. I know it's only three games in, but we saw this last year too, man. He goes back to the same systems again and again that don't work. And it just becomes like a dump and chase kind of game. And, and everyone's chasing each other. And I just really wish that the defense had more discipline, you know? So, uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll go back to the defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you saw Adler and Schmidt play together, right? Um, I thought they played pretty decent. I know we already talked about them. But mm-hmm. Hughes and Hamannick, you know, throughout the training camp, he was with Ben. Um, but now, game one, Ben is out of the picture. He's been with yeah. Hamannick ever since. What are your thoughts on that pairing? Um, I don't know. Like, they're okay. I think Hamannick, he hasn't been horrible, but I think he's still kind of getting his feet under him. Yeah. He had no training camp, right? He yeah. basically joined the team game one. So, um. Like I don't know what shape he's in. He he's looked fine. Yeah. I haven't really had issues with him. But um, I don't know. Like I like I think when you talk about every player, I think basically the consensus is just the team overall is just not playing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the pairing has had flashes of playing well. I think Hughes is still Hughes, right? But like yeah. just on a whole, I just feel a bit. I don't know. The team just needs to kind of play how they played in, in Edmonton in the in the in the bubble where they were really kind of playing as one. Yeah. Um um I don't know like do you have any kind of thoughts on on uh, on that pairing? That well I was first excited when we signed him because uh, I, I know he got signed after our uh, after our last episode but yeah um, he signed for one point two which is a really good yeah. deal right still um, yeah much small much uh, smaller deal than other people thought he would get um, I think, like you said, he played okay. And and to be honest, yeah, we're just, uh, everyone's just been okay. You know, even Hughes exactly. hasn't been Hughes, Hughes. Pedersen hasn't been, you know, like the Pedersen that we expect. Same with 
uh, Besser hasn't been the best of that we expect. No. Um, that being said, I don't think he's played bad. I expect him to get more physical as the games go on. Uh, yeah. His his defensive play has been okay. He got walked a few times by McJesus, and he yeah. got, and uh, he got walked a few times in the Calgary game as well. Um, I'm hoping that's something he clears up and starts using his body a little bit more because yeah. Hughes is definitely not going to use his body. But one period I, li- I did like to see was in game three when Hughes, um, they put him back with Myers, right? And um, they were get they're about they're able to pass each other the puck in stride. I know Myers had that one play where he was, I think it was a two on one, and he dove and he missed. And after someone made a meme about that, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, after that, I think Myers actually played really good. He, he was, was really solid, yeah. He was skating the puck up. He was deking, making plays, getting pucks on net, and setting up plays. And, and that's kind of the Myers that we want, right? Yeah. To have that freedom. I to be honest, I think Myers with Hamonic is actually a better pairing because yeah. um with with Ulevi I can see Myers being a little bit hesitant to do what he wants to do right yeah. um yeah. but with with Hughes or Hamannick um he kind of has that defensive kind of more reliability and he has someone that can mm. kind of keep up with the play so, so then who he, would you play with Hughes um if Myers isn't with Hughes I would definitely play um I would actually want like Edler or Schmidt with Hughes oh I mean yeah. the the only thing with Schmidt with Hughes is they're both the same type of player. Yeah, yeah. Like they're very offensive and I feel like you need to pair that type of defenseman with someone that's a bit more defensive. Yeah. And so I feel like if you were put if, if you were to put Hughes with Schmidt, you kinda have that issue. But then if you put Hughes with Edler, then who does Schmidt play with? You love you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, that's not so bad, but he is yeah. so, just so young, right? So, yeah, and to be honest, you want to catch Schmidt out there on like the first pairing because he is probably yeah, our exactly, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and to be honest, like, I'm not gonna lie, I just kind of said whoever came to my head, like, I didn't really think that far. <laughs> <it was. laughs> um, surprised you never said Bo, yeah, <laughs> yeah, more as defensive now, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, you know what, like, our defense just looks kind of like a cluster, you know, like. Yeah, it just looks kind of so disorganized right now, and we gotta yeah. fix it up. Um, we gotta get something sorted, and and we we this is where we are kind of missing Tanev, right? Um, Tanev was such a voice in our defensive side apparently, and he really led that whole you know defensive kind of pairings, and he was a big leader in the room, especially for the yeah. decor. Um, right now, I mean, Adler is not really a vocal guy. Hughes is too young. I think Schmidt is too funny to be the leader, right? It's kind of like. I'm just wondering, now, is it going to be Myers, right? Like, I don't know if anyone really looks up to Myers in that way, right? So, and and so it's one of those things where I'm kind of hoping that the decor isn't left behind. I'm hoping Schmidt can kind of take that role, be able yeah. to kind of relate with everyone. But Tanner really showed in game three how many shots he actually can block, right? Yeah. I think, I think no. he'll... Yeah, in the first period, they blocked 10 of our shots and six alone were just by Tanev. And that's where you kind of miss that defensive presence and that leadership. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I still do think our decor is better this year. I think Schmidt overall, when he kind of gets his stride and gets used to playing with the Canucks and everything, I think he's going to be awesome to play with. Yeah, no, I mean, I do agree. I think Tanev is a big loss. Um, and when he is healthy, he's a really good defenseman. But yeah. Um, I don't really miss him as much, especially yeah. at that contract. Um, I think Calgary can have him. Yeah, yeah. That contract's um, crazy. But, yeah, just kind of to, like, summarize it, like, it is only week one. We've only yeah. played three games. There's still 53 games to go. Still yeah. a long season, as condensed as it is. Um, so I think Connects Nation just needs to take a bit of a breath. Yeah. 
you know, like we'll, we'll be fine. Um, but um, you do want to start seeing some improvements um, in terms of the top six and how the defensive pairings look. And I'm hoping this week we do start seeing, especially with Miller coming back. Yeah. Um, so this week we've got Calgary tomorrow and then we've got our home stand with Montreal, I think. Yeah. Um, so then, so like this slate of this slate of games, what are you hoping to see out of the team? Are you just looking to see them just being able to play better and just kind of put in more complete 60 minutes? Or is there something in particular that you're looking for um, this week? Um, I think we tomorrow. I think tomorrow's effort has to be good, you know. And yeah. I think that, I think it will be. I think Miller um, it just is that voice in the room that really does amp everyone up, right? And and yeah. I'm surprised if he doesn't get an A this year. Did did Miller get an A this year? I know Sutter did. Yeah, and Adler. Um, I think they might have just gone with the same ones, but I okay. can't remember now. I think you should take that away from Sutter and give it to Miller. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately, like yesterday. But yeah. um, I, I think just with having Miller back in the lineup, that, that solidifies all the other lines and also gets the top six going, especially Petey's line, gets mm-hmm. them going. They finally have someone that can play at their level. Um, yep. I think against Montreal, Montreal's a pretty deep team. You know, they've actually done pretty well in the, in the starting um, bit in, in the... Like with a few games that they have had. Yeah. But that being said, I think that we still are the better team. I think they have more overall a balanced team, but I yeah. think we have star players that can actually make more of a difference, right? Mm. Um, and if we can get a few past carry price and our defense can kind of stabilize a bit, um, I think the game is ours. And I want to light up to Foley. I want, I want, I want Hoglander to hit to Foley and just light <laughs> him up. I know that's like a three foot difference, right? But I don't care. I want Hoglander to just like. <laughs> Um, yeah. Get it done and just score like a hat trick and just every game I want Hogland to score a hat trick against us <laughs> whenever we play Montreal. That's what I want and that's what I'm expecting to happen. So just kind of closing out, um, mm. the first week of kind of slate of games have kind of finished. Um, have there been any like so you you, you did just mention Montreal? Um, I do agree. I think they've looked pretty good so far in the Canadian division, um, but just kind of sticking within the division. Um, have there been any other teams that have kind of stood out to you that have been playing well? Um, I would say Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa, they yeah. just... Um, I'm not saying they're a good team, but what I'm saying is that they're a team that just look like they're working pretty cohesive. You know, everyone's on the yeah. same page. Um, you're looking at the teams that are supposed to do good. They just don't look like they're really on the same page yet. They're still getting the legs underneath them, right? The Canucks, Edmonton, Toronto, right? But you have the other teams that are kind of, you know, I don't know if they got to train together, what the system is, but um, they just look to be like really well coached or just on the same page right away. Um, but besides Montreal and Ottawa, those are teams that I actually expect to dip also though, right? Yeah. Um, and Winnipeg's looked pretty decent, not bad, but, you know, they have they have some lot of issues right now with their lineup. Um, I think those are the top two teams. How about you? For me, it's been Montreal. I would definitely agree with Montreal. I think they've looked probably the best out of all the Canadian teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just kind of played with the most kind of cohesion. Yeah. Um, I was surprised how quick like players like Josh Anderson have kind of asserted themselves into the lineup and oh, yeah. Yeah. been able to kind of put up points. Um, I thought that because they changed up their team so much that they would have more of a chemistry issue. Yeah. But um, I think... I think their younger guys like Nick Suki have really stepped up. I think that's a trade that Vegas is going to regret many years down the road. I think Suzuki is going to be a star player in this league. I agree. I absolutely um, agree. So I think for me, Montreal has been the one team. I think everyone else is just kind of still trying to get their feet under them. 
Mm-hmm. I think Ottawa will definitely steal points um, from teams because mm-hmm. um, that's definitely not going to be a cakewalk. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think Montreal has been the kind of standout team for me. I just want to mention that Tyler Toffoli in two games, he has zero points, zero goals, zero assists, and Hogland already has a goal. Um, and he's leading a lot of the coursing and a lot of other stats too for the team. So, you know, yeah, so Hoglander's better. That's it. <laughs> it's in the books. Hoglander's going to be a better player, and he is already. <laughs> that wraps up episode six of Not Another Nux podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our drunk banter. I hope you guys are staying safe out there, and like always, enjoy the music. <laughs>